0: Remember to check out last week's episode, that's episode 16 and we talk about supply chain social with Ben from Orca Social. This is Two Babes Talk Supply Chain where we interview the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about the best practices, changes in the industry, and hot topics in supply chain. We answer all your questions and put the sexy into your supply chain. We are your hosts, Sarah
1: and Nick.
0: Good afternoon to all our Two Babes listeners out there. We are so excited to have listeners across the globe and North America. Thanks again for joining us. We would love to hear from you, so email us at listener at com. Today is an extra special episode because not only are we talking to our very own Fran Hollingsworth from Mendelssohn Commerce, but we are diving into a unique part of supply chain, trade show and event logistics. If you have ever been an exhibitor at a trade show domestically or internationally, or it is a part of your business plan, you are going to love this episode. So Fran has a long standing history in the trade show industry that has spanned over 20 years. She began as a project manager for exhibits and from there went into design and selling of booth space. Fran then moved into the trade show freight division with a focus on international trade shows. Fran also works with the dynamic members of IELA, the International Exhibition Logistics Association, to ensure her customers get the best trade show logistics service services possible. Thank you, Fran, for being in studio with us today. This is just such an interesting subject and one that takes place across all industries. So why don't we get started with an overview of who Mendelssohn and Mendelssohn Commerce is?
2: Okay, well, Mendelssohn generally takes care of trade show and event logistics specifically, we don't do general freight so much. And what we do is we make sure that the freight gets to the trade show custom cleared on time, back again, and hopefully on budget. And that's internationally as well as domestically and between Canada and the US quite often. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So that brings us sort of into our, our next set of questions. So what are the biggest challenges for exhibitors going to a show or for an event organizer? I know that's a two part question, so maybe you can answer both individually.
2: Um, Okay, but generally they are the same. The biggest issue is getting everything there on time and with no hassles with regards to customs or freight delays or losing freight. Those are the biggest challenges. Customs clearance in different countries internationally can be difficult. They have different rules and regulations and an event logistics specialist would know how to take you in, in that, that road. They would teach you what you need and help make sure that you get it done correctly and get there all in one piece. For the show manager or the event organizer, same thing because we ship their freight and it is exactly the same thing. We pick it up and take it to their event. We can get it door to door and we get it through customs and we make sure that all the licenses are taken care of and anything that is different with customs that would be for us because it's much easier, but we, we take care of it all. So yeah, same thing for both
0: so, I mean, I guess for an exhibitor, um, the biggest challenge being obviously lost freight, right? Because you're going to a show, you've got two days at this show, maybe one day at this show, maybe at the most five days, and you know your booth, your products, your everything that you're going to showcase about your business, it's essential for it to get there on time. So, you know, how do you how do you make sure that that's not...
2: There are, a lot of, uh, there are a lot of little things that need to be tied up. There are a lot of details that have to be taken care of. We have to make sure... Well, we're dealing with an agent who knows everything about the area where the freight's going into. This is the, the benefit of having the IELA membership. We're dealing with somebody on the ground who knows everything about where he is and what, what it's going to take to get the things done. Um, we will have the agent at the airport. He'll pick it up. He'll clear customs. He'll take it to his warehouse... And then he'll take it to the show. If freight gets lost, which, you know, we we keep our fingers crossed and pray that never happens. If freight gets lost, it's very easily tracked. We always know where it is. And then we just need to, you know, work with the agent and get it from wherever it is to the show as fast as we can. Sometimes it happens. It doesn't make it. That will be something out of anybody's control. That's, you know, act of God. We call that. But in general, uh, I don't know that I've ever lost freight going to a show.
0: Wow. Wow. And so that, I mean, that really sounds like a white glove service. Like you guys go above and beyond. I mean, especially in that industry and, and it being so important for, you know, exhibitors to get their freight to be able to show at that trade show because they spent so much money to be there. Um you know, it's it's kind of got to be that way. So, so yeah, got... you have
2: to be on top of every detail, and yeah. it's got you go door to door, and you know, pick it up at their place and back to their place at the end. And actually, it's the best way to do it because if you go with, on your own, which is a problem, sometimes people say, "Oh, you know, I can handle this. I got a shipping department. I don't need to use a trade show specialist for this." Well, you know. They're going to miss so many things. And I can tell you that it happens all the time, you know, and then they get there and the company card has to come out to start paying for everything that they didn't order ahead of time. We know what they need. We know what has to be in place and we make right. sure it's in place.
0: Right. So I guess that brings me to my next question. You know, what are the key mistakes that exhibitors make when attending a trade show? And I'm sure...
2: Yeah, there's many <laughs> um, exhibitors that don't use trade show uh, event specialists. Yes, they make they make mistakes. They sometimes will decide that they're going to hand carry, which you can't do because there are certain countries where if you hand carry, they'll just they'll just confiscate it. They won't even let it through customs. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are some countries that are dead set against it. Brazil would be one. You cannot hand carry any trade show goods into uh, Brazil. Uh, Dubai is another one that's very specialized with their um, with their customs. Uh, the rules and regulations are very, very strict.
0: So not even like a stand-up banner? Like if you were to carry that on as... No,
2: in in um, most countries you can do it, but there are countries that won't allow it. And and like I say, Brazil and Dubai would certainly be two of those. Um, Other than that, they would have um, courier, you know, they say, oh, I'll send this by FedEx. It's just a package of brochures. I'll send it by FedEx. Depending on what country you're going to, again, those brochures might need to be going through censors because, you know some countries insist on that and um also they're not going to deal with uh customs fedex don't do customs the couriers most countries don't do customs clearance. so you got to have somebody on the ground who is prepared for your your freight or your package who is going to do customs clearance that's a mistake that a lot of exhibitors will make mm-hmm. they just want to go straight or they will think that they can do this less expensively on their own but it doesn't work that way because you know the service you get you pay for what you get and I mean, it's expensive, but you know that you get it there, everything's custom cleared. If there's a problem, the agent's dealing with me, we're dealing with it. the client is not involved, they don't have to live with the stress of it.
0: Right.
2: You know, which is a huge thing off their shoulders. They're there to sell. That's all they need to be doing, do their job.
0: Yeah, they don't need the stress of, oh, is it going to be there? Oh, are we going to be able to customs clear it? But um, those are, like, really good points. So even, like... I guess you sort of mentioned that it's kind of like a white glove, like people are on the ground, you know, actually physically going to the location where the goods are to make sure that their customs cleared and picked up properly. So I guess even using a, a freight forwarder that's not versed in trade shows could even get yes, It's a mistake,
2: yeah. That is one of the mistakes that exhibitors can make, yes. Just using a regular freight forwarder as opposed to a trade show specialist, yeah.
1: So if we had a trade show, let's say, in Canada... Would that client be liable for any GST, or would they be able to get that back through an input tax credit, or is there other situations we could um, apply?
2: When When it's trade show goods coming in for a trade show, they're not normally liable for GST, unless it's something very expensive that they're bringing in and giving away. That, that's not leaving the country again.
1: Okay, now what if, um, let's say they brought in knapsacks. I'm just grabbing something out of the blue. And for some reason, they sold five out of the 15 knapsacks they brought in. What um, implications would we have to take or would you have to take to declare that properly to the government?
2: Yeah, if it's being sold, absolutely, it's subject to duties and taxes. We have to know that up front. Their commercial invoice tells us up front whether the goods are uh, permanent, whether they're uh, temporary, or whether they're being consumed or sold. So if we see on there that they've got something they're going to sell, automatically we let them know there's going to be duties and taxes on that. And when it comes in and it goes through customs, we get the bill on that, and then we charge it back to the client.
0: Yeah, another example of that would be um, like an event, almost like the Toronto International Film Festival, where you've got all the lounges and people bringing in goods to gift like celebrities and, and things like that. So, I mean, it's not that they're technically selling them, but they are giving them away, which means that those goods aren't being returned. And so it would be essential, especially with the value of some of those goods, that they know the 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 person bringing it in or the exhibitor or, or whatever you call them at that yeah. point knows what they're getting into um, yes. as far as duties and taxes. That's not only for Canada. I mean, that's
2: no, that's everywhere. That's, that's globally
0: because yeah. there's going to be duty implications no matter where you are and tax implications as well. Mm-hmm. So
2: absolutely, I do ship for one client. I ship um, awards, crystal awards. They come out of China and they go to Europe and they're given to the, these people at that events and then those people take them back. We do have to pay duties and taxes on those for that mm-hmm. client because the gift is, is being given away and those people are not remaining in in Europe or in Vienna or Austria or wherever the, the show is taking place. they're leaving going back to their home country so they're taking it out again. But yes, we do have to put pay duties and taxes for that.
0: Right And I, I guess on the flip side of that, um, as long as the goods aren't being left there or aren't being sold, They're considered goods being returned.
2: Trade show goods returning.
0: And that's how they're, that's how they enter into the country to make sure that no duties and taxes. And I guess, you know, if you use like a courier company or a a freight company that's not versed in that kind of, um, you know, trade show or event logistics, it might be brought into the country wrong. And it could... It could be thousands of can dollars. can cause all
2: kinds of fines and, and problems, yeah, and they can be confiscated. There can be all kinds of issues. This wow. is, yeah. That's why you really do need to work with a specialist f- for trade shows.
1: And I know trade shows that actually come into Canada, there's certain annex codes we could apply to make that duty-free and GST. That's right. We have certain tariffs. Yes, yeah, exactly, just exactly. Trade show goods coming yep. in,
2: trade show goods returning, and, you know, there's no duty
1: and tax on that. Right, yeah.
0: right but they have to be classified exactly. and documented exactly. properly. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm getting and at. And right?
1: there is only one technically HS code for that, but you do have to put a description so customs knows that it's just not trade show. It's an actual trade show booth or pamphlets, flyers, or whatnot.
0: So I guess that brings me to to another point. I mean, you bring brochures and pamphlets into the trade show uh, to give away. Yes. You're not selling them, but they are a product that being in So then do you, do you have to pay? No.
2: Oh, you don't. You don't pay. That's, that's consumed. Those are items that we consider those consumed, not sold
1: not and not returned. Right.
0: So
2: they're consumed during the trade show.
0: Okay, but they wouldn't be considered
1: they're for not, duties
2: and tax. That's correct.
1: I actually got another question. This is good just because it's so interesting and stuff. Let's say it was a sex show and they're bringing in pamphlets and there might be some material on those pamphlets that is, explicit because of the nature of the show would canada customs if it's coming into canada would they have to look over those pamphlets before they bring them in and get them approved but, but if due they to were the a regular, due to the
2: nature of the show they would most likely look at that and if they considered it pornographic it wouldn't be allowed across the border now then the same thing will happen at the likes of um say saudi arabia for sending anything out there and they have brochures for anything no not a sex show for anything at all they have to go through the censors they have to make sure because women have to be completely covered they have to make sure there's no pictures even of a woman just sitting having a coffee you can't have you know everything has to be checked cds if they're sending cds or anything like that a presentation they all have to go through censors before we can get them into the country which means you need a lot of time before the show to get this set up
0: well, I was gonna say to you, like, how long does something like that take? Like, yeah, we like you're... to give
2: six to eight weeks, actually, for that. Really? Kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Wow. Because when you're thinking of attending a trade show, sometimes you know you don't really think about it until maybe two months before, because you got to yeah. arrange travel and all that kind of stuff. But that's a really interesting point. Yeah. I mean, depending on where you're going, it yeah. could be crucial go to get on top of it at least with three their to laws four and
2: their regulations and you know their censorship that's what you're working with when you go into a foreign country? The host country, you have to respect what they do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I I don't know if it's something that most exhibitors um, would actually think about. I mean, I I go to trade shows a few times a year. Um, I don't have product, but we have a booth. and, And to be honest with you, that's never crossed my mind. I don't go to those locations. I go to the States, but
2: well normally every exhibitor who's going to show is provided with a kit a show kit okay. with you know and they would go through that all the rules and regulations are in the kit so they have to read these things carefully. Trouble is they don't normally because they think, oh, I just have to order my booth, you know, my booth space register and mm-hmm. tell them when I'm coming. And that's all I need.
0: Well, and also time, right? That's yes. A lot you of people read are... through,
2: And you got to figure out what exactly okay. you need to do. But that's why there are people like Mandelson, Right. Because we take that off them. We do all that. I would have the kit and I'd, I would tell them. Are you sending anything? You need to let me know if you're sending any paperwork or any any presentations. This has to be censored. You know, same with um broadcast equipment going to Singapore and these licenses. They don't just allow that into the country. Licenses have to be, um you know, applied for and received uh, before that they can get that stuff custom cleared. So, you know, all those things are very important.
0: Yeah, and I just lost my train of thought because <laughs> my phone rang. No, but okay, what I was going to ask you actually was about those kits. Can you tell us just a little bit about, so if you're an exhibitor... At a trade show, you're going to expect an exhibitor manual? Is that what yes. this is? Yes. Okay, and what does that manual cover? What is in that manual? That, that
2: manual tells you everything you really need to know. It'll give you the, the arrival dates, the, the ports, first of all, the airport or the port that you would want to be going to. It will give you the arrival deadlines. Uh, it will tell you about the customs customs rules and regulations and what you need to do. It'll give you the the... the Um, move in and out times for the show. If it's a show in North America, it'll tell you where the marshalling yard is and you can only go to the the marshalling yard, but everywhere else in the world you can go right to the booth space. Um, It gives you all of the details. Down to the crates, for instance, they have to be stamped, you know, because because of... uh, Wood lice and yeah. things like that. That's not C allowed in. A. Yeah, it has to have the stamp on it for to say that it has been sprayed. And right. they won't allow it in if it, doesn't ha- if it doesn't have that. So, you know, those things you have to be on top of as well.
0: Right. So very important to go through and read that it's exhibitor totally. model or manual. Actually,
2: better call someone from Mendelssohn to do for you. Okay, fine. Yes, gift. yes, yes. Okay, that's a good point.
0: It. That's a good point. But, I mean...
2: You can see now how mistakes can happen.
0: Absolutely. There are so many
2: fine details that people just would miss.
0: Yeah, and that takes us into the next question, because we've talked a lot about, you know, the mistakes and things like that. So what is the corrective action that exhibitors can take to make sure they have a successful show?
2: Well, first and foremost, it's it's get a specialist involved. You know, talk to somebody who does this every day Mm -hmm. and, you know, find out exactly what you need to do. Um, Secondly, if there's an issue on the show floor, if something does happen... If you're dealing with someone uh, with an agent, you can go you can go straight to them. They will just take over and fix it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're on your own, you're on your own. You're going to call your forwarder and you're going to say, hey, my freight's not here. Or, you know, what, what are you going to do for me? And he's going to say, hey, I got it to the airport. I'm, I'm out, you know, and you then are really scrambling. You know, you're, you're la- actually looking for someone that can sell you a booth at that point.
0: Yeah, or, you know, that brings that brings up a good point. I mean, when you are talking to somebody that you're looking to help you get into a show, ask these questions. Yes. Do they have the background? Do they know what they're doing? Is it, are, am I paying you to airport or am I paying you to booth?
2: Really, members, the members of IELA are, all, you know, highly trained and all uh, all do the same thing. It's it's the common language of IELA is English. It's a world it's a global uh, association, but the common lang- language is English. Everybody has to speak English to be part of the association. And we all deal with each other with great respect and we all help each other all the times. So if I had something in a show with. If a client called me and said, "Look, I sent something over to Germany and, I, and it's stuck now, and I didn't use you guys. I had a forwarder. What? Uh, you know, can you help me? Because it's lost. I could get an agent over there to help them right away. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have that uh, that facility."
0: Well, and that's another great point too, right? If they do make that mistake and they do decide to use a forwarder or a courier company that's, you know, really not helping them out at the other end. If they do get, you know, the, the specialist involved or maybe even, you know, call the the, the show yes. transportation company, mm-hmm. they will step in and help. Yeah, right. So at that, you know,
2: yeah, you and nobody don't want to make, make that we're mistake. We're never from going the... to walk away and just leave somebody stranded and say, well, you know, too bad for you. We'll certainly help them out. Yeah. But uh, you need to be working with the IELA agents, Absolutely. I believe.
1: Now, if somebody has a, a trade show that they're coming into with high end goods, would they be recommended to maybe get insurance on that just in case something did happen or water damage or, or anything? Well they're like that? they're
2: insured for freight anyway. I mean when we rent, when we when we ship freight it's always insured by the carrier. But yes, they always should have their own insurance. Absolutely. For instance, like, you know, ocean freight, yeah, it can be damaged if it's an open top container, things like that. They should definitely insure it. That would definitely be recommended. Yeah
0: interesting so um i think we've kind of gone through this as we've gone through the conversation about you know the benefits of using a trade show and event logistics specialist um you've listed a number of you know different ways that a company like mendelson can definitely help especially alleviate the stress when going to uh going to a trade show you know i i've been there Uh, you know, at a trade show, and it hasn't shown up. And I mean, we do use Mendelssohn. So I know what the service is like. But I, I've also spoken to people on the other side of the coin that have not used a trade show specialist and have been stuck or their booth hasn't shown up. And you're at this trade show. And if you can imagine this, you've got this booth space that you've paid for. It's empty. You've got that card up there that says your company name on it. And you've got maybe two tables and two chairs yeah. and no signage or anything like that. It's, it's such, such a, a missed no opportunity. No collateral
2: materials, nothing, yeah. Um, it is a missed opportunity and it's it's a serious, it's a silly waste of, of company money. I mean,
0: yeah. it
2: can be handled so much better. Yeah.
0: So even though, you know, the, the pricing might be a little bit more expensive yeah. than, um, but like you said before, you you get what you pay for, mm-hmm. right? And the, the trade show is an important part of your business and your sales plan and it your sales program. Starts like
1: you're trying to grow your company or get into other markets and in different industries or different... Countries. absolutely yeah. i mean
2: the, i mean it's uh, e-commerce now i mean everybody can sell to anybody and, and you got to be at these shows wherever the industry show is taking place that you want to be part of you need to be there you need to show a presence in in that particular world and you know you need to have your stuff with you you need to have everything there and show you know make a good showing so that you can you know get clients and yeah. you look good then you'll do good
0: and you've only got those few days to make that good first impression time.
2: that's right right yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome. Okay, so can you share with us some examples um, or some stories? And I'm going to give this to you as a two-part question. The first one is of when an exhibitor didn't use somebody uh, like a Mendelssohn and when somebody did.
2: Um, I did have a client one time who asked me to ship um, a lot of freight to to, uh, Singapore. It was quite a lot of freight. And she wanted to go by Air. And I gave her the pricing. I got. The, I got. It was going to a show, and I got everything sorted. Gave her the pricing, and she came back to me and she said, "Oh, that's ridiculous. I can't afford to pay that. I can get that for less than half." And I said well I can't do it for that so if that's what you want to do so she went ahead and she used the person that had given her the other quote was a general forwarder she arrived in Singapore with broadcast materials that weren't allowed in that they had no license for they had nobody there to clear customs on site so there was lots of hassles the rep on site was freaking out running around with the company card trying to get everything done I got a call in the middle of the night actually from this person saying please can you help because we're stuck and I said yeah absolutely so so then i called my agent in singapore and i said "Do you know about this show and this person they said we're with them right now they're losing their minds i'm like can you help and he goes absolutely friend if you want us to help and they got in and they took care of it ended up costing her more than i originally quoted wow Be, well because well, she, had she had
1: to pay for the, pay for the original one, right. one that's and then right plus and then there's few, deadlines yeah, exactly. that were missed yeah, and you know yeah. all kinds Penalty's, of stuff anything else yeah. yeah. that would have occurred yeah
0: Mm-hmm. Well, especially with not having licenses and things like that, Absolutely. I'm sure there would have been fines or yeah. penalties. Or- and then
2: on the other side of the coin, that kind client came back to me with their next show and said, Fran, I need someone who knows what they're doing this time. I can't go down that road. I'll lose my job. And we did a show in Russia for them, and we had to fly it into the Ukraine, and we had to take it by road over to, to Russia. And we got everything taken care of and then back to her place. And, you know, everything was done on time, it was done on budget. Everything was great. They did big sales. Sell- sales at that show so she's a you know she's a, a confirmed client
0: good good did they lose did they lose any sales for in the first example for for not having
2: everything in place they actually got to the show on time but you know by the skin of their teeth so absolutely they didn't lose anything you know but that was not that was yeah, down you were definitely intervention. the
1: saving grace in that one though. yeah it was down for well, intervention and
2: yeah. it cost them a lot more than it would have originally
0: So that's a good lesson, everybody. That is a good lesson right there. Anyways, so just um, sort of wrapping up the show a little bit. I've got two more questions to ask you, but it's there are more questions that we kind of ask all of our guests and to look into the future of the industry. So where do you see the trade show and events industry in the next five to 10 years? And what are the challenges that, that you think that there might be?
2: Well, I think I see the industry actually expanding. A lot of people thought that the internet was going to make trade shows obsolete because you don't actually have to be on the floor, you can sell on the screen. Doesn't yeah, matter. but it didn't actually work that way because people still want to go out there. They want to touch and feel the product. They want to talk to people face-to-face to make deals. They're really not interested in just sitting at a, at a computer for big deals. Well, you, you also know? get a lot
1: more. You get more vibes from the people. You could, you could understand them. Um, it's, it's better communication to me. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a clearer yeah, line. Just looking at a screen, oh, he said he could do this, and then you get it, and then that's only part of the story. And Yeah.
2: No, I do see it expanding. I don't see it diminishing at all. I think the challenge will be to make sure that we stay on top of it and increase our footprint in, in that particular arena and make sure that we have the people on the ground in Mendelssohn that can handle this. And, and you know, the, it's the training of the people to know all the ins and the outs will be the biggest challenge because once we know what we're doing, we're, we're flying.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've got you've got a lot of great people that know...
2: Fantastic. That know
0: you know what they're doing and really really help out a lot of people domestically and internationally to get their goods to the booth on time and and then
2: back again. People always say, "Well, we got it here now, we're good." You know, you still got to get it home again, and you got to get it back to your location, you know, and on time, as I say, and on budget because now have
1: you ever had any issues? Like it was able to come in, no problems, and then when they try to send it back to their own country, that's when shit kind of hit the fan and
2: yeah we had one actually this year that we brought in a shipment to a show out on the east coast it wasn't and my I fault. Believe... My fault. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it was a munition show apparently and uh we got some stuff in from uh, israel of all places for that show and it was fine we got it to the show there was no hassle there but then when it when we went to take it back there were questions because it, the dgr wasn't listed correctly
0: and a dgr is
2: Dangerous goods, which would be okay. ammunitions or lithium batteries or any of those things. Mm-hmm. And all the paperwork has to be in place because nobody wants to take it on a plane if it's going to blow up, basically. Right.
0: Absolutely.
2: So there were a lot of issues with getting that handled. It took it took several weeks, but we eventually did get it out. Mm-hmm. But it was that kind of a, the issue actually was with the exhibitor who did not do the paperwork correctly in the first place. But normally we don't have trouble getting stuff out. That's only one, the only one that I can think of, actually. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So um, what's next for MC? What's what's next for Mendelssohn Commerce?
2: Um, like I said, we're going to expand further into the world. We're going to make more connections with the uh, agents uh, worldwide, with the Aiella agents. Um, we're going to be doing more, more business with all of them because uh, we're already beginning to increase. And In the last two years, we've had a big increase in the international market, and it's, it's only going to continue in that way.
0: Awesome. Well, we are super excited to see what is next for Mendelssohn and to, you know, follow you guys and uh, see where you take the trade show and events uh, industry. You guys work on so many different things and so many in- interesting nuances and, and work with some really, really great people. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been
2: my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much.
0: Are you struggling to make the most out of your supply chain and keep the orders moving efficiently? IceCorp is your supply chain specialist, and they specialize in e-commerce, retail, and dropship distribution. They will provide you with tailor-made solutions that will drive your business and sales forward. To get your free assessment, visit them at icecorplogistics.com and check out their learning center as they have some great free resources waiting for you.
1: Trade show, trade shows. You heard it all on today's show with our friend Fran Hollinsworth from Mendelssohn Commerce. If you'd like any other information on Fran or any of our other guests, please visit our website at twobabestalksupplychain.com. Next week, we are speaking with Don Miller about using a fresh new approach to ocean freight visibility. You will not want to miss this show. I would also like to thank our producer, Mike Mazuric, and my co host, Sarah. Remember, this is Sarah and Nick on Two Babes Talk Supply Chain and Ship Happens. You want bloopers? I'll give you bloopers. If you want any more information, phone. If you'd like any information, blah, blah 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 blah. Fuck me. Three, two, one. Trade show, trade show, trade shows. I know. I want to get it back. I'm gonna be a perfectionist. Not that I'm a perfectionist because it takes me 20 million tries, but I want to get there.